0: G'day and welcome to the Pursuit of Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Rosie Burrows, and I'm on a journey to find my freedom so that I can help you do exactly the same. Join me each week as I share the stories of everyday people who have found their own path to freedom. I'm not gonna focus on job titles and accolades because I don't care about that stuff, and neither should you. I want to uncover what truly makes you tick. Who are you when you step away from society's expectations? follow your heart. I still haven't figured it out yet. Have you? Either way, buckle up because it's going to be one hell of a ride. Welcome to the very first episode of 2024. It's good to be back and I just know that this year is going to be an unforgettable one, hopefully in a good way. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Kylie. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back to episode 23, start there and then come back here. And just a content warning, we are discussing domestic violence. So if you need to give this one a pass, please do look after yourself. You're worth it. And there is no judgment here. And just a reminder that Unfortunately, this interview had to be recorded on Zoom. It's choppy in parts. The quality isn't as high as it usually is, but I'm publishing it because there's just so much value and I think you will enjoy it anyway. I'm going to shut up. Let's start the conversation. It's picking up where we left off with Kylie talking about birds. I
1: think my family have have always loved birds and we used to have this um, little family of birds that had come around in the spring and they were called bull bulls and they actually live there permanently now but they only used to come around in the spring and we just you know dad would imitate them and, and he was a horticulturist so you know I went to an all-girls school and and someone had screamed because a praying mantis that was there and I would just pick it up and go, Yeah, it's fine. It's just praying mantis. Like <laughs> emphasised <I brought> <laughs> to a, you know, insects and all that kind of thing. And and I think dad doing that certificate when I was a child actually gave me a love of nature. I think he gave mm-hmm. us all the love of nature because he collected all of these things. Oh, come and have a look at this. And um, you know, I, I actually said that in my eulogy at his funeral. In March, was like, I just remember him. We get out of the car and he go over to a tree saying, Cole, that's my nickname, Cole, come look at this. And I'm like, I'm like nine, and I'm going, Oh what is this. And it's like, oh dad, just leave me alone. But it was a gift
0: having mm. a father
1: that invested in that, you know, that curiosity around nature. Mm. And went all of us on one level. I've got a sister that every time you have a birthday she give you a plant. Yeah, I've got a brother who has an orchard, not big orchard, just on five acres. Uh, I've got another brother that he lives on the water and my sister has been an avid gardener most of her life. So that's the gift he gave to us. Mm. Like, you don't realise that unless you've done your healing. It's healing you can actually, through you know, because was like, had a terrible temper when I was a kid. And that comes with my hate of conflict. That's the result. I don't Ooh.
0: like
1: I have a real aversion to conflict. It's uncomfortable and it makes me, you yeah. know. But when you do your healing, you can move through that, look what you did, you're a bastard, to thank you for the gifts you did give us. Yeah. Thank you for. And, and when you listen to Louise Hay, she says the same thing. She said, you, you will get to a point in, I got to a point in my own healing. I looked at my parents and I, I had an understanding of why they did what they did, but also a love for them that you don't get prior to your healing. There's only those other emotions that are sitting there waiting to be dealt with. The anger, the frustration, the shame, the isolation, the and whatever else comes up. And you, you, you know, I listened to Brene Brown's TED Talk on Shame and stood in my father's kitchen crying my eyes out. Mm. You know, sh- ashamed of being the only gay person in the family. And, mm. you know, why couldn't I be straight? You know, but through those tears, um, realised that that's just inherently who I am and that's okay. But I mm. had to process that. It's it's not that that emotion was wrong. It just needed to be felt. And then it right. was like, right, I'm gone now. But right. I needed to feel it. Yeah. I needed to try those tears. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with anger if you deal with it by punching your pillow, right. by writing a filthy note in a book, ripping it up and throwing it in the bin. You're not Oof. hurting anyone. Oof. It's an important emotion to... Um, it, you know to say what they did to me was wrong it's it's your own heart and soul going that was wrong and it makes me that that happen yeah, but in dealing with angry anger in a, a positive way is the way to deal with anger you know um while well, you're not hurting yourself or anybody else
0: Yeah, that's the important thing that's key yeah and I like that you said not hurting yourself that's right that's such an important part of it and it isn't they are important emotions and I think in society it's sort of like oh don't you know you can't be angry or any of these other emotions just be happy all the time but that's that's not how life works yeah 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 I we're, we're at the moment we're watching Outlander and I
1: have watched, I've read a lot of the books. And when Claire, do you know the story at all? No, no. So it's a time travel. I, I'm fascinated with time travel. So she travels through, she's a nurse in 1946, and she hits the Stonehenge after the war's finished. And it's uh, Salwyn or is it I, I There's a huge celebration. And People have done, women of the town have done a dance around the Stonehenge. I'll say Stonehenge. She calls it the Stone, Stone Circle, mm-hmm. Stone, mm-hmm. but I think it's Stonehenge. And so it, it opens a portal, and she goes up there a couple of days later to collect a flower and touches the stones and gets drawn back to 1746. Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's such a multi-layered story. So she ends up falling pregnant. She gets in, into an arranged marriage, and they fall deeply in love. It's a, quite a beautiful story, but then she comes back to 1948, I think. But she's pregnant, and and I'm, what I'm getting to is she gets. There's a scene with her going, you know, over. She's narrating, you know, and in a moment, all the people that I'd lived with for the last two years born, and she's there's a scene of her you know on her knees you know with her head on the ground screaming at the trauma she's just been through Oof. and it's, it's it's just how important it was for her to scream at that moment and it, i find especially with women we're groomed from a young age to be quiet to be demure to be in the corner or to be the the servant or whatever it is, um, and and you'll see it at the checkout with, and it's just the way society is, and it is changing. But I've seen it so many times, you know, over the last thirty years, it's gobsmacking where you got the the boy and the girl, and the boy will be poking the the sister to such a degree she smacks him, and it's the daughter that gets into trouble. <laughs> Nothing drives me more crazy. Yeah, I just. That drives me insane. But what happens to that girl when she grows up is she doesn't speak up. Mm. She tolerates a whole heap of shit that she shouldn't. Mm. And, and the same with our boys. You know, like, teach them to fucking cook and clean. And that the housework is their duty as well. It's not just hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my generation raised a whole heap of blokes that are now a burden to um the women that they are with and I'm talking hetero but you know even in you know same sex relationships it doesn't really matter teach your kids to um to help with the chores it's a two person job Ooh. you're messing up the house just as much as what your mate is and it's a two person job
0: to do the to do the house. I think it's teaching them how to be a decent human being, right? It's got nothing to do with sex or gender.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. And it drives me insane seeing, like, when I, I was um, in the process of getting my AVO and I saw this, oh, well, the kid would have been about 10 and, oh, I mean, I was in trauma and shock and this, this kid got his sister to clear the table. And, and he made her do it and, oh, man, I was triggered and I actually had to go with it. I said to her, don't you ever tolerate that, tolerate that shit? Yeah. Mm. And I said to him, she's not your slave. Mm. And this kid's like 10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you taught him an important
1: lesson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, you know, as as parents, we need to teach our kids to feel all our emotions. Yes. um, And that it's okay to, I've seen quite a few videos of, you know, men that are just holding their kids while, you know, they've the angry and she's, you know, screaming and he's just held her and he's just held a really safe space for her to process her emotion.
0: So
1: that's, you know, like your generation that that are having kids. So it'll be a few generations before we see the result of that young woman coming up and being a healthy human.
0: Because
1: she's had a father that goes, okay, now let's talk about
0: it. Yeah.
1: You felt all your feelings and you felt all your emotions. What's going on with you? let <laughs> help me understand, <laughs> you know. Um, and by doing that, that will eventually change the world and how the world works. You know, she might be a CEO that actually fucking gets it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's going to be a woman that... Can see through people's behaviours because she's felt all her emotions. She can. She's going to be wise because she's had a father that's helped her do it in a healthy way, and and that's world changing stuff. And you, he might think I'm only one guy doing mm-hmm. one thing, but that video went viral, and that might have inspired ten thousand parents to do the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good thing.
0: It's it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I, I think I was lucky enough to be raised in that way, but a lot of people aren't. And this is very relevant to domestic violence um, survivors, but also lots of other people who have been through different traumas, different experiences. I want to touch on forgiveness. And I was listening to an episode of yours about this. My question is: Should we forgive the people in our lives that have abused us, hurt us, whatever it may be? Should we forgive them? And is that the same as letting go? Um, I'm going to say no. Ooh. I
1: do, I don't believe in forgiveness. I believe in processing your feelings around that and letting go. Yeah. And. I said earlier in the episode of wrapping them up in love. Mm. But you've got to get to a pretty,
0: pretty good place within yourself to actually wrap them up in love. Yes. What was your journey like doing that? Because I know you mentioned, you know, growing up, you're exposed to certain things in the household and you could have chosen to be very angry about that. You know, you shared that your dad died not long ago in March this year, but you've got such fond memories of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and in my own journey, it was actually my mum that I had I- that came up with issues, but right, or anger around me either. Mm. Like when you're angry and you project onto me, I like to tolerate it. Mm. You can fuck right off with that shit. I'm not interested. You either sit down and talk, and and we talk it through, or or we don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? So I, when it comes to you know, my most recent ex, um, I I don't believe. I think that's a very uh, Christian thing. Mm. Um, and I think it's a concept, a construct um, to put all the responsibility on them. And yet I do agree because Louise Hay talks about forgiveness um, and I, I just don't like the word. <laughs> I think it's mm. probably, probably from my childhood. I don't know. Uh, I just choose to let go and wrap them up in love. And maybe that is what forgiveness looks like. I just choose not to use that word. Um, oof, oof. I, I I won't have anything to do with it. Because when it comes to healing from that level of, of trauma, you, you've got to really claim your own soul back because they nearly suck the life out of you. Uh, so at some point, I couldn't face that for a long time. It was only probably eight, nine months ago where I actually thought of that person and wrapped them up in love and then mm. let them go.
0: Mm. Yeah, you
1: know, that's what forgiveness looks like, then that's what I did, yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I wouldn't say it's hugely important. Mm. I think reclaiming your soul is more important, mm. reclaiming the essence of who you are, uh, rediscovering who you are, what you love, what's important to you, honouring yourself, honouring who you feel, uh, and showing up for yourself is, like, more important than any of that stuff. Uh, it, it is It is a key factor, but it's not when it comes to the healing process. It's not actually about them. It's about no, you. No, that's it's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that that's probably a really hard mindset to adopt because you have to put yourself first. Yeah. After a lifetime of neglecting yourself. Yeah. Right.
1: That's <laughs> fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very deliberate work, yeah. But I, the other side of it, I used to say to myself, there was a thing going around on Facebook that, that when I was healing, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train, and that used to make me laugh. And i will go, okay, it's not a train. It, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but it's not a train. You mm-hmm. know, just have a bit of a chuckle. But then it gets to a very dark place, and you've just got to sit with that darkness And make sure you touch base with someone on those days where it's pretty dark Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, I'm not okay. Uh, Do you need me? No, I'm okay. I just need you to know that I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You need to be on your own then be on your own, but make sure you've got someone who's safe that knows you and gives you space that you can go, hey, I'm not okay. I need help here.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Or
1: Mm -hmm. I need to talk. Can you come over and just sit? Something like that so you know you're not alone. And that, that takes self-awareness. It's all about being self-aware and reconnecting with who you are because DV and and having – and I went from – I came out at 41 and I was in violent relationships from 44 for six years. Yeah, Shit, yeah. Emotionally, verbally, physically um, and on – level, spiritually abusive relationships for six years. And mm. um, and that's why I say, you know, at some point um, I had to really think about if I went into another relationship like you did, and I had to not do that. And I thought, well, that's not happening. Mm. That's just not happening. I'm not doing that. Um, and And, well, what are you going to do? So it's constantly asking yourself questions of where you want to be. Right. And and a lot of people go, you know, I haven't found the one yet. Well, are you the one for someone else? Have Ooh. you done work to become that person? Ooh. In a long-term relationship, you need to be able to be open to that communication. Ooh. You have to be open to having that person call you out on your shit. And nobody wants to hear that, but that's what honesty is honesty is being honest but also you know that person if you want an honest person they're going to call you out on your shit right you know there's another side to honesty oh i wish he, I, and I i don't know how many times i've seen that in threads on social media i just go you don't actually know what you're asking for yeah. i i sat and wrote a list of what i wanted communication i didn't want honesty I wanted someone calm. I wanted someone who my family accepted and their family accepted me. And, you know, and I would write it down. I would write it. I don't know whether you've heard it. A system where you write it down at in the morning and you write it down at night.
0: Mm, okay, yeah.
1: Every morning and every night. And that's what I did. Wow. And I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with it because I knew that if I didn't do that and all the other things, like it's, 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 uh, intense way of changing your life but it's so worth it
0: yeah i mean look where you are that's, that's so phenomenal you were in and out of abusive relationships for six yeah. years and now yeah. you have found the love of your life you're engaged yeah. you've got a house together yeah. it is an amazing transformation and i hope you feel proud of that because oh, absolutely and and when i get down i think but look
1: where you are yeah my program has taken three years to sell you know but I'm there. And a lot of people just buy programs and sell them, but I didn't. I made my own. Yeah. Um, it's been an amazing journey, and I'm very grateful for it. You know, I come from a place of understanding. I can empathize with the people that come into my group, and, you know, it's 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 the safe space for people to to heal. I, I know when I first came home, I went to the the local salt salt water pool. And, of course, there's all these 60 to 70-year-old women in the change room and they're all completely naked. (laughs) And, you know, but in that, that was healing for me because it was a safe space. And I said to one of them as I left, because most of them had left, I said, I just want to thank you. For creating this, for, for that safe space, to sit mm. a, a, a survivor of domestic violence, and I've just got home, and you know, you have helped me have that safe space, and I really want to thank you for that. Oh, and they don't even realise they're doing it. No, they they don't even realise. And I've noticed anybody that's near water, most of them are happy if they've just come out of the water. They go, oh hi, how are you going? Gee. You know. Like, how's the water, you know? And it's like most people will say hello if they've been in the water. There's something about the water that is so cleansing and just, and you get out and you think, oh.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you mind sharing the story with us? I know it, but our listeners don't, about how, I think it was a tarot reading you had. And yes. it has something to do with water. So can you tell us that story?
1: So I was home for about, I uh, Eight weeks, and I went to a tarot reader who I still go to once a year. Uh. So, um, and she, yeah, she was a medium, and I took my ring off. She said, "Oh, give me a piece of jewelry." And she, real, um, a, a Greek woman who, and they're very, you know, forthright and to the point. Where, oh, okay, yeah, here they go. Oh, this person's here and this person's here, and you know, la 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 la. Oh my God, what's happened here? And oh man, in talking about my ex. I had an opportunity to go and pick up all my belongings, and she said, you are not to go anywhere near there.
0: Crap.
1: Uh, um, and that person's very, very dangerous. I'm like, okay, yep. Yeah, I wasn't going to anyway, but thank you uh, for that.
0: Like,
1: and then, you need to be in the water. I went, like, oh, okay, fine. And, and when I look back, I have always loved the water since I was a kid. And this is what I was – that circles back to that childhood thing I was talking about. Yeah. If you love building blanket forts, fuck it, go and do it now. If you're 65, you know, you, know, you might need a few cushions to get you up, but, <laughs> like, just do it. Re-engage, reconnect with that childlikeness that we have yeah. because it gives us a freedom and a joy that we've disconnected from. Mm-hmm. So I even now, I <laughs> say, say to a girl at work today, I said I'm like a six year old when I get in water. I said, you know, I, I saw some teenage girls jump over the wave. So here's this 54 year old going, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I do. I don't. I find laps very boring, even mm-hmm. though they're good for me. I find them boring. I get in the waves, and I am just like a dolphin playing in the waves. I just love it. And I realised why she said that. That I just that's why I need to be in the water. Because I get out and I'm so much more balanced. Mm. You know, I just I need that to be in the water. And in winter's the hardest time for me, obviously. Migrating mm. north so I can go swimming. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah. So that's that's and I When they talk about exercise, they talk about doing something that you love so that you don't have to force yourself to do it, and that is my thing. So now that I'm in a position where I've got the money, so there's two sides to self-care. You have a version that costs you nothing, (laughs) and you have a version that will cost you the luxury version of that. So my version is uh, going to the local water action park.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: So I buy a season pass and three three visits, and I've got my money back. And I find that I'm still working through stuff. Like there's this one where you go through the down this. It has a platform that you stand out on, and it lets and the platform disappears. And there's a form of letting go and breathing through that. Yeah. Knowing that I'm safe. So I do that as an of growth for myself to yeah, go, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, and there's there's people that do it first and <laughs> they'll they'll <me> and whatnot. <laughs> and the first time I did it, I felt it was really um overwhelmed and would look crossed through. Hang on, hang on, you're okay, you're okay. Just breathe. You're okay. Mm. If it's dangerous, that would be right. You know, like you're okay. Just breathe. And okay, that scared you, now do it again. So I do that so that I can know that that little bit of a challenge is okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I challenge the listeners actually, what you were talking about just then. Find the free version of (laughs) self-care and then the luxurious version of it. And I love your example. You know, the free version is going in the ocean. Yeah. Your luxurious version is going to the water park and then just embodying letting go by going on that terrifying water slide or whatever you call it it's not really it's like a drop isn't it i've, I've seen a, it i've never been on it yeah 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 it's like a um, roller coaster
1: and, and there's a part that looks like that game Mouse trap, and it's sort yeah. in slide now i'm up there with all the eight-year-olds but you know that's that's what i do i love it and, and the wave pool, and you know, and then I, I've even lined up for the one that takes four people and hitched a ride with a couple of you know 20 year olds on the way down. You know, yeah. like that takes a certain kind of um, I, I, I do in the moment, I get embarrassed that I'm not there with someone, but it's good for me. Ooh. But I don't keep challenging myself on that front, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't do it often, but that's what I do. Uh, that's my version of a luxurious, the the, the expensive, the but it, it cost me two hundred dollars, and now I can go whenever I want, whenever right. it's open. so. Yeah. And I only work two doors down.
0: Wow. So
1: my my swimmers either if I'm on afternoon shift, I'll go before work on a hot day, or I'll go after day shift when they're open. So like you know, it's it's while it's luxurious, it's kind of not because I it's. Bought and paid for itself already, and we're yeah. not even. Some, at, oh,
0: we're at- and you're investing in yourself, like yeah, it yeah. clearly yeah. makes you better, uh, like happier and more yeah. joyful. And you're embracing yeah. your inner child, and it's part yeah. of your healing journey. Like I think yeah, we as- all just need to embrace who we are, and that's scary. I think a lot of us haven't actually spent the time We've to do s- that self-discovery.
1: Tell us that we're not enough, and we're not worthy, and we're not lovable. Ugh. You are worthy. You are lovable, and you are enough. And that is my coaching motto: worthy yeah. and lovable. Oh, yeah. yeah, right off the bat, and not for any other reason than if you're here in this human experience, right here, right now. There's no reason. You don't need a reason to be worthy. You don't need a reason to be enough, uh, and you don't need a reason to be lovable. Yeah, you know, we we convince ourselves that we aren't worthy. Because some dick in the past, and that's not, and that's not, no gender attached to that word, uh, told us that we, we weren't, but they were actually projecting how they felt about themselves onto us. And we've
0: internalized that, and that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So, to everybody listening, you are worthy. You are enough. You are lovable. Full stop. No questions, yep. no exceptions. That's right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's, and work on that, make that your starting. I am worthy to take my shoes off and stand on the grass.
0: Is mm-hmm. it?
1: You know, and if you've got neighbors that look, do it in the dark so they don't soak up the moonlight. The moon's gorgeous on a full moon. Like, it yeah. is the bomb. You know, like, um, start doing different things, you know. Um, if you're into telescopes, you know, um, you might have one in the back of your cupboard. Get, see if you can get a cheap one or, uh, you know, a night one off Facebook Marketplace. Like there's a cheap yeah. version, you know, if you're able to. And get a night vision one and start looking at the nightlife, you know. Yeah. There's yeah. heaps of different free, cheap options out there if you start
0: looking. Exactly.
1: But you start your journey in mm. I can't, then you're right. And if you say I can or where is there something cheap, that will be answered too. Yeah. And listen to good shit. Put good shit in your head. Ooh. Listen to, you know, I know you're an avid podcast um, listener. You know, listen to podcasts that, you know, Atomic Habits and what was it, The Compound Effect, were very good books for me. Ooh. Good books. Because they're not saying you, you know, go all in and do all of these things. It's they're saying that drip in the bucket will eventually fill up the bucket.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's that consistent. I mean, I've read Atomic Habits, not the other book you mentioned, but it's those small consistent things of the Atomic Habits. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the, the life coach um, Jack Canfield. I'm a bit of a fangirl of his. I just love his chicken soup for the soul books. i I loved his books um yeah um they were they were a big hit in the 90s um and i did what his course about three years ago and i loved it he he is exactly what he portrays himself he's a very gentle naked guy um he's he's one of the first life coaches and yeah that's that's what he he said his his favorite book was the compound effect so i actually I find that I, I struggle to read a physical book. So I went, well, if I can't do that, I'll listen to audio book. Perfect. On the way to work, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. While you're doing, I'm doing the gardening, like, I've had earphones like you have with the cord and I've been out gardening. <laughs> You've cut them. Oh, I've been no. For me, something and went, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm grateful for Bluetooth headphones oh. now.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. So. Now, audiobooks are great. And that's something I've been getting into lately, like doing all the driving in the van. You yeah. know, I listen to podcasts, but I was like, oh, what about audiobooks? Because usually yeah. I'll, I'll read the physical book. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really loving the um, auditory format and it's great that you can kind of rewind it if you want to soak in something mm-hmm. again. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I would often on night shift pause it, write it down because yes. the, the writing um, actually gets into your brain and there's a psychology. And I've just bought a reusable notebook called uh, a Rocketbook. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then you can scan it and put that into your email. Cool. So it cost me like 50 bucks off and it is awesome. I love it. And then you wipe it and there's the page again. It is so cool
0: well yeah I have seen those so that's good to know that yeah I might have to experiment with it because yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, I I that I I love that I got a bit down about my journey we as a life coach trying to get everything out there and so I wasn't way, I, and I saw a woman not long after I started following you that talked about someone with chronic illness, and I said, well, I don't have a chronic illness, but I've lost my motivation. Does that count? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm tired, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I joined her group, and she sent through this blueprint of, she used to have chronic fatigue, um, and she talked about writing down what your day's going to look like the following day, and so... I started doing that, and man, I—it's just a huge weight from lift I You know, I—I'm okay, going to go and visit mom. I've got to buy some clothes for her. I need to, you know, water garden, go for a swim, and then she—she she actually says, "Put down the time it's going to take me to do that." I don't need to do that. I just need to write down and organise my head for the next day, and then I'm cool. And I found I, sent her a message and said, "I really want to thank you for that." Uh, because it's really
0: helped me sort of free that being out of control shit. You mentioning joining that Facebook group and you know the exercise of just writing down what you're going to do for the day, which sounds so simple, but is clearly yeah. so powerful. I think yeah. it really hits home the power of community.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And these so people important. that
1: have never, never put in, commented on any of my posts. I've got just over. I've got 660 people in my Facebook group. It's mm. um, taken three years to get to 660. And, I, and people that have, have that have been a member of my group for a long time have just said, you have helped me so much, just with the the, the quotes I put up. You don't realise how much you've helped someone in just mm. by doing that. Mm. And that's why, that is actually the reason why I do it. You know, it's to help people realize that there is a possibility that you can heal. you got to do the work but it's a possibility don't let your low self-esteem tell you that you can't because mm-hmm. you can this
0: mm-hmm. is
1: um, and even if that list that you write has one fucking thing on it you know that's okay you know that's how you're honoring yourself and don't make it complicated just make it simple mm-hmm. and i like i i know i've Told you this before, but I'll tell you listeners you know, I used to collect a sea stone or a seashell every time I went for a swim, and I've now got what seven jars of seashells.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was that's the day that Kylie showed up for herself. That's yeah. the day Kylie did self care. Um, that's a day that I loved, the day my hit. Hit the warm sand. Um, that's a day that um, I tumbled in the water and let go of my anxiety. There's the one thing I used to do was I, I learned about grounding. So I would lay. I'd go for a swim and then I'd lay on the sand, and I'd I'd feel whatever came up, and then I would ask the ocean to take it, and then mm. I'd go and let it go. So there was a real deliberateness around. You can go to therapy, but it's when you're not in therapy that's where your work begins, and you have to develop a strong ethics around doing that work, and it really is non-negotiable. Mm. Honoring yourself is non-negotiable; it's really a must. Yeah, if you want to, and and you know, and it's hard, and it's dark, and it's messy, and it's you know all those things. But you've got to remind yourself of the why. The why is the other side. The why is the light at the end of the tunnel. And it does come. The other side of the tunnel does come. It's because you want that healthy relationship. It's because you want a healthy relationship with yourself. Now, forget about being in in an intimate relationship, a healthy relationship that you've never had before with yourself. And that's where when I say heal completely from domestic violence, I'm not the person I was six years ago. Mm. I'm I'm such a better version of that. You know, like I existed in that previous person in the depths, but I'm such a better person now. I'm healthy. I can, I've developed self-awareness and intuitiveness that I used to just go, you know, I don't believe what I'm feeling just sitting with that intuitiveness and, and being aware of what happens after I have observed that and and it's so worth it because my life's at, in a place that I never thought was possible six years ago Ooh. I didn't think I'd be paying off a house and yet here I am with yeah. my part you know like yeah. it's so possible um, you've just got to go through those uncomfortable all that hard work it's really important that no, do work. It's worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, because you are worth it, right? Choose yourself because you are worth it and you deserve better.
1: Inner part of you is waiting for you to show up for itself. Ooh. You know, I, I remember reading um, a book. I didn't read all of it, but it was called The Shame That Binds You, um, and he had a an exercise where you got your non-dominant hand and you wrote a letter to yourself. Hmm. I, your eight-year-old self, I think, um, and it came out like an eight-year-old wrote it. it yeah. And yeah, It was very powerful. Wow. Um, and I remember reconnecting with that inner child and just crying because that that inner child had been so lonely. And that's that's a journey in that started ten years ago. That journey, yeah. You know, and that's hmm. times you've got to leave that that there and then do something else mm-hmm. but you know it, it's it's just don't go oh that's it oh fucked up you know i didn't follow through with that just leave it because if you can't go there you can't go there and yeah. honor that part yeah. of yourself you can't go there mm-hmm. that's more important than going there you know if you can't go there that's okay that's your heart saying i'm not ready
0: right that's right. all
1: going I'm not ready and just honor that it's okay and if if somebody in your life is telling you to go there, you need to fuck them right off. <laughs> it's important that you're safe. Right. Yeah. Emotionally. And if that person's pushing you, they don't belong in your life.
0: Dude.
1: Yeah. They, they need to, if you're saying, I can't do that, whatever that is, um, in whatever way you're thinking of it, and they're going, oh, no, you'll be right. No.
0: You need to trust yourself and go, no, actually. Oh, well, hmm
1: you and in your worthiness in your enoughness your enoughness is telling you I can't do it. that's okay. Ew. it's okay you know yeah honor your feelings and honor honor yourself and that's how that's a form of self-care saying no.
0: Oh saying no is huge <laughs> oh yeah. yeah big time and you know just because you can't do something today, doesn't mean tomorrow next week next month next year next decade that perhaps you maybe you will be able to do it but it just means you can't do it today yeah it's just not mm. yet not ready for that yep yeah, yep yeah.
1: and you go well what am i ready for
0: exactly and sometimes i know for me in the past sometimes all i'm ready for is to fucking get out of bed that day that's right And that's all right
1: Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. If you, you know, and I've had stare-at-the-wall depression in my life and if all you can do is get up and have a shower, that's a good day. That's okay. Yeah.
0: Be kind to yourself. Mm. Yep. Um,
1: because we live in such a go, 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 go world, we think that's how we've got to be, but no. What we have to start doing is showing up for ourselves and honouring ourselves and going, yeah, or, yes, I am doing that. I've said no too much, and that's not actually what I want to do. I actually want to do that thing.
0: Yeah. I believe in that so much. Like, I have a tattoo on my arm. You probably can't see it. It says, stay true because yeah. I've realized more and more over time that when I don't trust my body, my intuition, my gut, when it comes yes. back and bites me in the ass. I need to stay true to who I am. So, it's taken a lot of work to be- learn who I am again and just yeah. listen. Listen to myself. Yeah. Trust myself. Yeah. yeah, I am enough. Your journey of being on the road is very much
1: a a, a journey of trusting yourself. Mm. And and going, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it. And mm. I've do it for a long time, and now I'm going to do it. And yeah. that's trust. yourself that. You're going to be okay. Not yeah. leaving you here, but what if? Yeah, and having the ability to come home and and you know do what you need to do with family. Yeah, you know, the situation would call for it now. If you were in a full time job, you probably wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So I've I've fought to create a life that feels aligned. And was it easy? Yeah. No. Did it happen overnight? No. Has it turned no. out exactly how I thought it would? No. And that's
1: the, that's, the, that's the trap of social media. Really? People just look and go, "Well, look where you are. I could never be there." And they're looking at from where they are now to where we are. Yeah. And it's like we didn't get there because it was easy. We got there because we were determined to not stay where we were. Um, and we we worked hard and tirelessly and we went through the shitty days and the days we never thought we'd make it and the days where we fell down and fucked up and, yeah. and before forward, you know. We got back up and go, well, I'll try it again tomorrow.
0: Exactly. It's not an overnight thing, it's, but it's possible, yeah. So you know? possible, yeah. And I think... You know, I'll go back to you mentioning Atomic Habits earlier. That's a great book to read to Mm -hmm. maybe remind yourself that it's those small, consistent steps that over time are going to add up. You know, Um, didn't happen overnight for you, the healing. My journey to doing van life didn't happen overnight. It took a decade for me. Yeah, But here we are. And I think one thing that helped me, and I feel like this might resonate with you, is I had to ask myself, What is the cost of me staying where I am now and continuing to do what I'm doing? And for me, that was my mental health down the toilet, my happiness down the toilet, my relationships down the toilet. And you mentioned earlier, if you continued the way you were, you would have ended up dead. Yep. That's. And I knew, I knew, I thought, if I do this
1: again, the next one's going to kill me. Right. And I thought, well, and the next, so that isn't an isolated statement. Mm. The next breath I said, and that's not fucking right.
0: Happening. Exactly. That's an important second part of it. Yeah. And then
1: the next thing is, well, what are you going to do about it? Yes. So then all the other questions of what I've spoken through, yeah, know, what is a you know, your version of a healthy relationship and my version of a healthy relationship are two very different versions, mm. but. It what works for us, mm-hmm. and and you know, I think every relationship diver- deserves healthy communication. Your version of healthy communication means might be, you know, shouting every day. You know, and, and yeah, it probably is, not but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like calling each other names. I, like I, I, I had parents that went, your family this and your family that. Well, look at your sister and your mother, this and. And that's horseshit behaviour, man. And I knew that as a teenager. I thought, that's bullshit. Now, every family has got its issues. We're we're human. We make mistakes. We have to accept family for who they are. With that is when issues come up, you need to communicate and and talk it through as a couple of how you're going to navigate through that. (laughs) And that's that's what I learned from my parents. And there's no way I would call anybody names. I think that's shitty behavior. Mm. But somebody else might not have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. With me. Just an issue with me, I will not do it. Yeah, because yeah, my parents said that to hurt each other. Mm. And and I in the heat of the moment, and they could never take that shit back once it's said. And that was the other thing I learned from having an angry father was that once he said shit, he couldn't take it back. So he would go through this cycle of being so angry, and then he'd get de- like like so depressed because of what he'd said.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And then you know I'm a shitty human and all of that kind of thing. And it's like he was never taught to you know sit on the floor crying. You know, um, he he had trauma of. He walked from one paddock to another as a three-year-old and his 18-month-old brother followed him and drowned. Shit. Like that was the trauma that went right back to that. And his mother could never cry
0: because Mm. she was
1: nine or eight months pregnant with his sister at the time. So there was like ricochets of trauma. Mm. And then as a three-year-old, the second world war was about to begin. Wow. You know, so like (laughs) it just rolled on for the silent generation and that's why they're silent because... There were, you had to put your head down and get the job done, yes. regardless of the trauma. Whereas we're beyond that as a society now, yes. that doesn't work now. That yes. we're starting to have conversations around processing our emotions, and you've got uh the trauma guys, the and doctors, there, and you know, that are, have been worked through trauma, like Peter Levine, I haven't listened to any of his works, but that was um, a guy that that they talked about uh, where he had a car accident and he he knew that Valium would stop him processing all his emotions. And this is contradictory to what I've said about medication, and I still stand by that medication. If you're struggling with your mental health and medication helps you get through. You fucking take that medication. Mm. Uh, he, these are trauma guys that he knew what he was doing, uh, and he didn't. He refused to take medication, and he processed all his emotions around his trauma in that moment. It was a car accident, so he he, he knew to get in contact with those emotions. A lot of us that go through trauma shut down. Yes, like I was freeze. You know, after my. You know, being choked with my t shirts, but there's a point where I have to process all of that emotion. of, like you, what you do? You know, how dare you do that to me? And you know, feel the feelings, and <laughs> don't do anything with them, just feel them. You'll find that once you feel them, they scuttle off and they're, they're right.
0: Uh-uh.
1: They do, but they just disappear and they won't come back, but they'll come back with less intensity, exactly. <laughs> and just that there's a release in that
0: mm. now punching
1: a pillow, writing it out getting and I, I talk to my group members I have a post every week what are you journaling at the moment mm. get it out get it out of here when I started journaling through depression it alleviated when I started journaling through breaking up from a girlfriend I, I was so angry and I just at no one else but the book, uh-huh, and then, uh-huh. the, you know, like it's it's not about at anyone. It's the book, and then throw it out, get it out of here, and off your heart and off your shoulders. If you got sore neck, you've got a pain in the neck. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, get a therapist that can actually do the work. I, I went to a work counsellor. And he, as he said, oh, so you've got neck issues. Are you, do you have pain anywhere else? And I said, oh, I love my lower back. And he said, what are you carrying around? And I said, oh, what are you talking about? And he said, well, there's emotions that you're carrying around because you know from carrying the cross, so to speak. And, and 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 your back is a sign that you're carrying emotions. That and we're 20 minutes into the session, very first session. Wow. And I went, fuck you, you bastard. And I and then it all came out because I'd come out. I didn't think my family accepted me. Uh, that they didn't like me. That they didn't want me around. It was all my emotions around that. But I started crying and processing coming out. You know, and that's the other side of plus D- domestic violence is that internalised shame of being, you know, in that community mm. of being, of being gay, of being bi, of however you identify. Having that internal shame because the world says, how dare you be anything but straight? They're the emotions I'm talking about. (sighs) Process them and then rip it up and throw it in the bin. If it's a family member, write it, a letter to them. Rip it up and throw it in the bin, the outside bin and get it out.
0: Yeah, you've got to get it out somehow. Mm.
1: You've got to get it out without hurting yourself, without hurting them. And get it out because you deserve that peace. Yes. They are living reef free in your head, in your heart, in your body, all of it. And they don't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. You deserve a complete ownership over all of that. Mm-hmm. And you have to work through and you have to lay the foundations of a healthy human self-care. Therapy when you need it. The awareness to know that you need therapy when you need it. Do I need to go back to church? I'm not a fan of uh, modern day Western Christianity, but if that's your jam, that's your jam. Me, I connect with nature, and nature speaks to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm very intuitive, and you know, there's been times where I swear to God the waves talk to me and slap me on the ass as I walk out going, "So soon for you know." like <laughs> So many times I can't, I've lost count, but the cornerstone of healing and in, in self-awareness and a healthy human is self-care, your therapy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so important and self-awareness, you know. So if you want to find that person, then
0: find yourself first. Yes. More people yeah. need to hear that. It starts yeah. within. It really does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. mm And on that note, because I think this ties in nicely, as you know, the podcast is called The Pursuit of Freedom and I feel like self-awareness and self-care has a lot to do with that. But I would love to hear your take on what freedom is to you.
1: Knowing, not knowing, but daily being your authentic self and being unapologetic for it not rude, not arrogant, but unapologetic mm. of showing up as you authentically are as a human, whether that, you know, and I speak from a rainbow community, whether it means that you are starting to acknowledge you're trans or you're starting to come out or, you know, you're going through, you know, like in my case, married for 21 years and, and having to face... Finishing a marriage because I identified as a lesbian was traumatic for me. And that's only my story. And showing up for myself in my healing uh, and being authentic and honest, that is freedom to me. Being kind to people is a certain level of freedom. Through COVID, I, I, I noticed we as humans looked at the ground yeah, and I do it anyway um, as a woman but I noticed that once lockdown's finished I made a point of looking at someone in the eye and say hi how are you I made a point of saying to the cashier thank you yeah great job. and I talked about it on a TikTok about kindness costs nothing I <laughs> think that's a, a certain level of freedom mm. uh, being kind to you for yourself and breaking free of those Constructs where, where, you know, you you've said in previous situations, you know, you you, you, you are your own worst critic. Mm. You know, when we show up and be kind to ourselves and honor ourselves, that is a, a a freedom that so many people don't have. Mm. And and being authentic, whether it be how you identify or how you live, being like. Is is a freedom
0: that we all need to be in the pursuit of? Yeah, I think so. I'm always striving for it because, and, and it's a journey. Because it is t-
1: you might not be living your van life, and you might be going, you know, have a YouTube channel with six million followers. It's it's whatever it is. It is. You know, it, it'll show up the way the world needs it to show up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because right now. The world needs Rosie in her bandline, And right now, people in the warrior's way need Kylie, the barefoot warrior, to show up like she is mm. in her house paying off her mortgage, which is the opposite. And, and so how can that be the same? It's the same in that we are authentically doing and living our purpose. Yeah. And when we're living in our purpose. That is freedom.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's such an important point your version of freedom is not going to be, look the same as mine or yeah. whoever lives across the road. It's great that it's different. That's what makes us <laughs> uniquely us. And as you said, it's going to change. And in fact, I think it's a great thing. It shows that you're growing as a human. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And the world would be a very boring place if it was the same. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's... I've noticed a a, a lot of uh, big business ch- had to change through COVID in order to survive, which shows we are capable of change and doing, and making the the capitalist beast that works and works it can change to survive. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't have to be the nine to five. I couldn't work a nine to five myself. <clears throat> I I find shift work. I I'm able to go to a beach on a beautiful day before work or after work um I'm I'm able to um sleep I'm up at at, on night shift which allows me to do a lot of you know scheduled posts in my group or have a coaching call with someone in America Mm -hmm. I'm able to do that because I'm a shift worker yeah and when everyone else is going to work I'm not that's the best bit (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah um I mean, ultimately, I I would prefer to be at home and and do my course on a full time basis. Uh, that's that's my
0: my. That's aim. what you're moving towards, right? You've got yeah. that vision. This is what I want, and you're taking the steps to get there. Yeah. And, if- and and the universe clearly wants me wants
1: me to do that. But I I think prior to going overseas in July, I was pushing too hard. My, once I've let go, it's come. Yes. So there's the ease of flow there and and just trusting that it will happen.
0: I'm a big believer that beauty can come from the depths of our darkness. I really <laughs> believe that. And that's not to downplay our traumas or our struggles, but it's to no, embrace them.
1: He's saying that, Within that darkness, there is a seed waiting to germinate through that darkness. Oof. Through the heat of your self-care and your love and your self-love, it will germinate and blossom into the most stunning sunflower you've ever seen in your life.
0: Fucking love that. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and with that watering and that soil of self-care and that watering with the the therapy and the fertilizer of of you know showing up for yourself, it all develop into an amazing, stunning flower. Yeah, yeah. But in order for that, you know what that seed does? It turns itself inside out mm. within that darkness. When when a butterfly turn, goes from a caterpillar to a butterfly, it doesn't just show up as this stunning, amazing work of nature. It goes to mush. And and germinates and and turns itself inside out and develops the pupae develops into this butterfly. Cicadas are the same; they stay underground for about oh an exorbitant amount of
0: time, and then they live for like a month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the shit we go through, mm. it, it is the yeah. You could even see that shitty stuff as the fertilizer, if you like. Exactly, and if- and you. I saw a
1: quote in when I, and I always, I, I would go on Pinterest for um, quotes. And one I saw was a ship is not made to be in the harbor where it's safe. It's meant to be out in the ocean. You know, the harbor is there for a rest, and then it's meant to be out on the ocean where it's a bit rough.
0: But there's also beauty there too. Oh, Kylie, thank you so, so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation and I feel like I will definitely be inviting you back. You've got so much wisdom to share and I actually can't wait to to go back and edit this episode because I'll get to listen to the conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Rosie. Thank you so much. And for people listening, I will put all of Kylie's contact details below her Facebook group. Um, yep. You can contact her if you want more information about the Unfuck Yourself um, course she's got, which is all about healing, and it's all based on her own journey. Which, as right. you can tell from listening to this conversation, she's been on one hell of a journey and is one hell of a sunflower.
1: Yeah, yeah? thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been wonderful.
0: Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thanks, Rosie. This episode resonated with you at all? Could I please ask that you share it with a friend who you think could get value from it? And whilst you're doing that, make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss another episode. And whilst you're following or subscribing, please leave us um, a rating, preferably five stars, and also a written review. Doing each of these things is going to help this podcast reach more people and impact more lives. Which is at the end of the day is what we're here to do. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Remember, you matter, you're worth it, and you are so, so capable. Take care of yourself, and I'll see you next week.